welcome to What the Duck, a podcast with real experts talking about direct spin challenges and experiences. And now, here's your host, Source Day's very own manufacturing maven, Sarah Scudder. Welcome to another Ducking Digest. I am back with new, shorter, more sassy hair. It was time for a change. My long COVID hair had to go. And I got into Austin late last night, spent the last couple weeks in the Bay Area in Danville, hanging with my BF and family and friends. This is a weekly 10 to 15 minute news show, depending on how excited Lindsay gets about the topic. Sometimes we go over our 10 minute mark. Uh, And this is a show that Lindsay and I host every single week. We normally do it on Mondays, but because of the holiday this week, we are coming to you live on Tuesday. Lindsay has over 30 years supply chain experience and was most recently served as the SVP of supply chain for a mid-market manufacturer actually based in Southern California. Today, we are talking about supply chain burnout part two. We talked about this last week and had so much to cover, we decided we were going to continue it over to this week as well. So Lindsay's gonna break our conversation into four buckets and I'll kind of guide us through each of those categories. So Lindsay, uh, we're gonna start off today talking about how someone can recognize the signs of supply chain burnout. Thanks, Sarah. Yes, um, it's uh, you know what 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 comes first, right? You know what's the what's the heads up? You know we don't just go from uh, from uh, happy place to to burnout uh, overnight. You know there's there's something that leads up to that, and it's more than just we can't say well my job's hard or supply chain everything changes every day or uh, you know the uh, there's there's so much multitasking uh, required that, that that's the normal that's that's the uh, that's the nature of the uh, of of the job and you know why so many of us uh, thrive on it and love it so much uh, but but uh, there's a big but there the uh, you know when that uh, when that passion moves to to tears <clears throat> uh, and and I've seen that for. 40 years, uh, buyers crying at their desk, um, anger, uh, being physically sick, uh, being becoming less connected with cohorts, um, releasing, releasing frustration on suppliers, um, the uh, and, uh, or significant others, uh, becoming negative, you know, being consumed with the idea we can't catch up, you know, overall not being balanced. That's uh, that. Th- th- these are clear bad signs that we're heading in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. So then we move into kind of bucket or or category two. Uh, I call this creating a personal inventory of your current state. Great. And and we should all do this and we should all have it done. And, you know, if, if you get to burn out without it, you know, it, it, it's you've left it too late because you want to be able to put together our personal inventory when we're healthy and objective and pragmatic. And it's, it's that old Hebrew joke, right? It's far easier for us to, to spot the uh, fleck of uh, sawdust in someone else's eye than it is to uh, recognize the plank in our own eye. 
So the, the idea is how do, how do we get to be master of our own destiny? And it's our, it's a personal responsibility. It's a professional responsibility to know to know who I am and to, to understand how how that plays in my supply chain role. So you know don't, don't we shouldn't wait for outside help. We shouldn't necessarily, unfortunately, even wait for insight from uh, from the media. The media clearly is consumed with with outcomes and uh, the current situ overall situation and, and far less the, uh, the struggles of individual supply chain players, especially those leading to burnout. So same with, uh, same with any change management uh, project, let's take a, a page out of that book, right, Sarah, and, and start with a, an assessment, uh, assessment uh, and, and document the assessment of the current state uh, in two parts. One, me, uh, as a supply chain uh, empl employee and to the, uh, the the company, so yeah, I, I, I was Lindsay. I, I was going to add add that as well. That I think it's two prong. It's your personal state and your personal assessment, but also the state of your employer and what is the culture and vibe and support and the health of your ERP. I think we need to throw that in there as well. Yeah, ab absolutely, because it's yeah. Uh, you know, looking back on my job, Sarah, that I've had over my career, the very different levels of effort, very different, difficult levels of ease to be effective and add value, and very different um, statuses um, of uh, of ERP implementation. So, yeah, beyond tough, um, who who are we? You know, build up that, uh, build up a brand, build up a, a personal style um, at the. And, and try and get beyond the, the superficial, generic, uh, you know, I'm analytical, I'm conceptual, I'm hardworking, I'm administrative, I'm collaborative, I'm, I'm type A, <laughs> I'm a specialist, or am I a, uh, a multitasker, am I a subject matter expert, or am I a, ge a broad generalist? You know, build, build that profile. And, and, you know, right or wrong, no, no wrong answers, it's, it's just who we are, but it's very important that we understand it so that... Uh, so that we follow uh, a compatible career path and uh, so that hopefully end up in, in the right job. So yeah, beyond these generalities, you know, the uh, add some color and texture to it by including uh, our weaknesses because we're all mixed bags, right? It's, it's great for us buyers to be direct with suppliers. And that's a strength. Less so when we're direct with cohorts, that, that's going to drive stress and, and, and burnout. It's great for us buyers to be uh, to be multitaskers, um, but we've got to be careful not to start too many things. That'll drive stress. You know, you know. So so stop starting and start finishing. Right. Um, it's great for us to be detail oriented, but you know, again, careful not to become obsessive to the point that we're compromising productivity. That'll drive stress. Uh, Great to be a collaborator, you know, who, whoever heard that that's a bad thing. But, you know, in the purchasing world, oftentimes we've got 20 plus communication channels. You know, that's one of the challenges out there with some of the apps trying to do a robotic process automation with, with all these different uh, communication channels that come at the buyer. Um, it, what about, you know, Lindsay, what about um, when you're assessing the state of your employer, uh, touching on how we can assess the state of our ERP, because that's not always easy to do. 
So the uh, all right, let's 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 work towards that. You know, they're certainly rolling other people's perception of us and start understanding how, how others view us. Um, do uh, you know what traits do they see that, uh, that they 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 value? Um, and and that may not be in our best interests. But we want to listen very hard to how others see us. Those of us who haven't had the benefit of a 360, um, you know, the uh, if we don't know how others perceive us, then just ask and you know, stay poker face, stay objective and, uh, and listen hard. Um, try and smile. <laughs> try and anticipate what the, the top three observations might be beyond... Um, you know, you work hard or you're always here or you're a great firefighter because these can actually be red flags for our own personal burnout you know i've heard uh, i've heard uh, emotional uh, buyers say you know i'm I, I i'm here on my own on saturday and and no one cares so that kind of extended uh, work hours or on top of 10 or 12 hour days that that that's a surefire recipe um, you know, in the small manufacturer environment, the red flag is where everyone's working these wrong hours, right? So, yeah, the uh, looking, drilling into the perception of supply chain beyond what is, is it everyone that's in supply chain that's perceived this way? Is, is it just, is it a functional issue or is it a personal issue? Because that's, you know, personal burnout, you know, that's that's where we want to understand is, is supply chain collectively being recognized or criticized or is the is it is it me is it just me right so yes let's look at look look at the employer Sarah look look at the, the employer uh, environment how they perceive uh, how they perceive uh, supply chain easy easy to say that people um, people quit bad don't quit bad companies they quit bad leaders but you know we've got to understand um, do I have a tough job or do I have a bad job? Very important that, that, that we have that clarity. And when we make that assessment, get beyond just thinking about the people. Remember, it's always systems process people. So to your question, Sarah, yes, yeah, in the supply chain world, the, the system will be the, the ERP. And in 2023, clearly the, uh, the need is for our ERP implementation to be really tight. And... Uh, if uh, if not, then uh, the company needs to the small manufacturer, medium-sized manufacturer needs to be revisiting and investing on getting that these loose ends, these these last uh, details, nuances, pain points of the ERP implementation uh, addressed. Um, and purchasing can help with that by by making by go, going into the conversation rather than saying. You know, the world's all messed up or ERP is broken. Here's my top three or top five, hopefully not 25, recommendations to improve ERP uh, to, to, to allow us to, to operate more efficiently in the coming year. Um, so, Lindsay, too many to small... oh, oh, I, uh, oh, I didn't mean to interrupt. Finish your thought and then I, I was going to say uh, something else, but you go first. Oh, I was just going to say that too many small manufacturers run ERP for too long in that limp home mode. So we've got to, uh, you know, one of the one of the great insights into a manufacturer is, is what corrective action do they take? And, and please don't say none. You know, whenever ERP doesn't run, 
uh, crashes overnight or it's unstable on on a, on a day-to-day basis so you know the uh, it's it's one thing for a medium-sized manufacturer not to invest in new tools like source day um, but it's a completely another uh, not to have basic checks and balances in place that's specifically addressing known organizational weaknesses so Lindsay, to, to bring home our conversation today, I'd like to have you close out talking about some actions that supply chain leaders who are working for smaller mid-sized manufacturers can take to avoid burnout. They're listening today, or maybe they're starting to see some signs of this. What can somebody do now immediately to prevent full-blown burnout? Yeah, great, uh, great leading, Sarah. The um, it, it behooves us all to have a plan. Um, we've we've got tough jobs. We're professionals, and it's 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 across the board, right? Uh, you know, every every expediter, every junior buyer, every commodity manager, every supply chain manager, every materials manager, purchasing manager, uh, <clears throat> even you know, global supply chain manager can can do this. So the homework would be, you know. Decide on our personal development plan, write it down, set goals, and assign a timeline to it. Now, the timeline can be, you know, a week. Uh, start with a week. Add a month, add three months, add a year, add five years. And, that, you know, that's the standard goal-setting uh, protocol. But basically, through all that, or from that, discern what direction do I want to go in? Do I need to do personal development? Do I need to learn new skills? Does the organization need to adjust their ERP implementation? Do I need to go and find a new employer? But knowing my mixed bag of weaknesses as uh, and strengths, strengths and weaknesses, as well as the company's current state, how do I restore and maintain a, a good, healthy balance? Uh, what what behaviors do I want to develop, hold on to? Uh, what behaviors do I want to develop and, and build on? And what do I, behaviors, working Saturdays, do I need to, to move away from? And uh, who, who do, we, do we let ourselves become? Yeah, the, the bottom line, Sarah, bottom line is, you know, we want to have that, uh, I think you said at the start of the, the, the call, the, that passion, depending on how passionate we get, right? You know, how, how do we get the passions important to enjoy ourselves? So we get passionate about no matter how hard the job, we get passionate because we know we're doing what we enjoy. We know what we're doing uh, that others recognize us as doing, as doing a good job of, as doing well, and we get fulfillment from that. So have a plan for how do I get there? Two things I'll add. First is very, very basic, but I think can make a big difference is put breaks in your day whether that's walking around your office for 15 minutes, taking a walk outside. But if you are stuck sitting at your computer technology devices for eight to 10 hours a day straight, it can really, really be tough. So very small breaks. If you need to put them in your calendar, put an alarm clock on your phone. And the second is make sure the actions that you're doing are going to progress your career. If you're gonna bust your butt and go way above and beyond Make sure you have a plan in place of how you're going to get visibility and how you're going to elevate your brand within your company and help progress your career. 
With that, I want to thank you for joining our Another Ducking Digest. Lindsay is going to Europe for the month of June. Him and his wife are going to have a fabulous vacation. So we have a, a guest who will be stepping in for Lindsay. He is an awesome leader in the manufacturing space is a friend of Lindsay's. Lindsay actually recommended him for the show. So Jeff Brown will be joining us for the month of June to share weekly wisdom, direct materials, spend updates and tips for you all.